those seasons of life change to over time. And, you know, we saw it as we went from 2019 to 2020, where things just shifted and people were having a lot more issues and they started gaining more weight. And it's just like, things happen and life changes and it's always going to be a journey. Um, but if you can really work on that inner part of you first, you can really conquer, you know, those times and you need to be able to do that in order to take control of your health. Hi, and welcome to the girl who can podcast. I'm so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. If you are new around here, I am so grateful for you and your willingness to show up and by listening to this episode. This is a space where we really just empower each other to be the girl who can, in different areas of your life, help you create purpose and confidence. And if you're a returning listener, I am always grateful for you, as you know, but this is a very, very exciting episode for myself and hopefully for you guys too, because this is our first time we are having a guest on the podcast. I could not think of a more perfect individual for this. We're going to be chatting with, she was one of the first people that popped up in my head when I was thinking who I wanted to bring on this show. So today we have Alyssa Justice. She is a mom to her beautiful daughter, Juliana, and is actually pregnant with another one on the way. So congratulations on that. So exciting. She is a wife, registered dietitian, and a business owner of her own private practice, Well Nourished, where she helps people eat better and live healthier. She has had a passion for health and wellness, which led her on this mission to her private practice to teach women how to live healthy through their daily lives. And she makes it very evident that her beautiful family and faith are driving forces in her life, which push her to continue to show up for her work and herself. So hello, Alyssa, and welcome onto the podcast. Hi, Arissa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here today. Congrats <laughs> on starting your podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. And I brought you on today because really just having conversations around health and nutrition, obviously, for those of you who don't know, I'm a dietitian. So that's how Alyssa and I actually met. We were in school together. And I think as women, we're, we're in this constant pressure or expectation where we get stuck in the mentality of thinking that we are the girl who can't, and we can't be healthy because we've tried in the past, maybe gone through yo-yo dieting or different things, things we've seen online. And so just opening the floor to learn from you and how we can overcome this. So I'm excited to have you here. Thank you. I can't wait to dive in. 
And this is a question that I'm going to ask really every guest that comes on, on the show. And so what is something that you do that makes you feel like the girl who can? That's a great question. I feel like if I took all the credit, then I wouldn't be able to do what I do, if that makes sense. Um, but the people around me and my faith are what push me to be, I guess you could say the girl who can um, show up every day um, for the people that are in my life and also for the people that I'm working with through well. And so my family, my husband, my daughter, my baby on the way and God are all things that really push me to be my best self. And I would say that each day I'm showing up because of all of that. And also um, for me, in order for me to be my best self for them. And so it's real, it really comes all back to them, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I think that's such an important point just to harp on too, for everybody. That's so good because yes, this podcast is the girl who can and showing up for ourselves, but thinking about, we cannot do this on our own, like in our own strength, we are we are really nothing. Like it's hard to only depend on yourself. And so for those of you listening who maybe that resonates with, like, hold on to that. Like, you don't have to do this alone. Obviously the space is for all of us. And so reaching out to myself or family members or, um, friends that you have, because support is so, so important, whether that's, and if you feel like you don't have anybody like physically in your life, um, like Alyssa had mentioned her faith. And I know faith is a big, piece in my life too, where that encouraged me to start this podcast. And she had, Alyssa had mentioned to me too, that her faith, um, helped guide her into launching this business that she has too. So I think that, yes, that's so good. And I'm glad you started with that. And so what is something that inspired you or what inspired you to be a dietitian and then ultimately launch your own business? I know we kind of talked about your faith, but, um, just dietitian in general, what, what inspired you to be a dietitian? Well, when I think back to the moment where I really made the decision, it wasn't the decision to be a dietitian at first. It was the decision to be a nutrition major. And that was like my senior year of high school. And I was applying for college and I had to figure out what the heck I was going to do, which in reality, you don't really need to know at that time. But at the time, you think you need to know when you're applying and stuff. So I was putting psychology down as my major. And I don't know why I was doing that. I think for the most part, it was because I had a heart for people and a heart for helping them in some way um, and wanting to just be in connection with other people in some way. And I think that's where it all started. Um, And then I started developing a love for food and a love for, you know, understanding what food was doing to my body as I got older in high school. And so when I put two and two together, I was like, okay, I think a nutrition major would be really cool. And so um, basically from there, I went to Fresno City College and learned that with a nutrition major, you can become a registered dietitian. And that's basically the career that comes out of that, the career that you really want to get into. And from there, I started taking all the classes that I needed to take, transferred to Fresno State after a few years, then really learned how to, you know, become a dietitian when we were in the program over there. And I feel like my love for food and nutrition and helping people just continue to grow. And even though it was a difficult journey to get there, it was hundred percent worth it. And so really just, I guess, 
as cliche as it sounds, it was my passion, you know, for understanding what food was doing to my own body. And then my passion for helping other people and how those two things integrate together. It's so, it is so cliche to say, you know, like, Oh, follow your passions. And we can so often get, I don't want to say stuck, but we end up in a, maybe a position or job that, um, doesn't, we feel like serves us. And so I think, you harping on that of like, just starting with what your passions are, like, what do you enjoy doing? And it's important to prioritize your happiness. So I think that that's great that you followed that. And in launching your own business, how did that dream get planted in your heart? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, okay. So it was back in 2017 and people were starting to, you know, I don't know when they started, but I feel like I did noticing people's blogs on Instagram and through Facebook and things like that. And I was like, wow, I think I should really start a nutrition blog. And personally, I felt like that was what God was telling me to do. I was like, okay, I guess I need to start a nutrition blog. Like this is on my heart. I really want to share this knowledge that I'm learning in school with the people around me. And at the time I probably had like 700 followers on Instagram or something. I always had people to that were watching and people that could listen. And so I created a blog and it started out as alyssakale.com. And I just posted lifestyle blog posts and slowly that turned into continuing to grow my following and continuing to grow um, in my photography skills, which I had to develop over time in order to stand out on the internet. And then from there, I was in my dietetic internship. So it was now 2018 to 2019. I had started a business class. We had to create a business plan. And I decided, okay, well, if I could really turn this blog into my real life business, like how would I really do it. This is a great opportunity for me to sit down and put the hard work in and figure out the numbers. And, and the teacher made an impact on me because I remember when I was presenting my business plan, you know, my picture was like, I had this office space and people would come and sit down with me in person. And this was 2018, 2019. So it was before pandemic and everything. Um, and she was like, why, why don't you just do it online? Like through, through, um, Google, whatever family, I don't, I don't know what it is through Google, (laughs) what you do, but anyway, I was like, why don't I just do it online? That's a great idea. I mean, one, it will save me money and I can make it a little bit more of a realistic thing. So anyway, that kind of pushed me to do everything virtual, but I always felt like there was something out there that was different for me. I didn't ever I felt like the clinical setting of becoming a dietitian, just, it wasn't a hundred percent there. I was like, there's something else out there for me. I feel a little bit different. I feel like I need to be doing something different. And so that's kind of how I fell into this space. And then I found that I was pregnant with Juliana four days after I passed my RD exam. Wow. And so I was like, okay, well, <laughs> like I, I've always wanted to be at home with my child and but I had this passion and desire, you know, to be in the nutrition world and to help people. And so it really ended up being the perfect balance of becoming a mom. You know, the only way I could really do both was to be able to start this business that I could do through my house. And here we are. So, I mean, that really shows how much Juliana pushed me to start this business too. And I couldn't have done it without my husband who's super business savvy as well. 
Yeah, that's so great. And it's, it's such a journey too. And I think that's oh, yeah. so beautiful that when it comes to businesses too, we just see like the end result. And so the fact that it was almost like trial and error a little bit, or people pushed you in different ways, whether it was your teacher or your husband or your daughter and something that you said that was almost like a light bulb moment for you was why don't I start a business? And so that's a question that I think we should all be asking ourselves when it comes to our passion and even our health, like why don't we prioritize our health? And that's something that you really underline in your business. So how important do you think it is for health to be prioritized in someone's life who wants to show up uh, as their best self, whether it's work or family, how important is just their health in all of that? So for me, I guess I learned at a young age, um, just being around certain family members who didn't have their health together, that that just really stole, you know, really important parts of their life from them. It, you know, made me not have a relationship with my grandmother because she died when she was younger. I mean, there's the quote health is wealth, but I don't agree with that essentially, but I do believe health is really, you need that in order to be able to show up for other people also to show up for yourself. If your body isn't healthy and if you aren't feeling good, like even if you just have a headache, it just kind of sucks. Like your whole day seems almost ruined just from that headache. And so there's so many things that we can do in order to prioritize our health. There's some things that just happen and we can't, you know, control, but I do think that we have the knowledge now to empower ourselves to show up and do the things that we can in order to be healthy during the day. And you have to understand what health means because as a woman, I think going through the motions, you know, since I started my love for nutrition at 18 or 17, sometimes people think that health looks like being thin. And sometimes people think that health looks like having a six pack. And sometimes people think that they need to look like those Instagram models or those TikTok models or whatever. And that is also a big passion of mine too, to show people that that's not what health looks like. You have to understand that health is so much more and you really have no idea if those people are healthy or not, even though there is a, a visual representation of what health supposedly looks like, if that makes sense. And I think that's really important to talk about, especially for the women that are listening, because health is not about, you know, that physical appearance. It's about, you know, what's going on the inside of your body. It's about how you're feeling your mental health, all of those things. And if you can have that, you can really show up as your best self every single day for those around you. Um, and so that you can fulfill that purpose, you know, that you have that passion for. Yeah. And all of that is so good. And you really changed the the definition of, of health to be kind of like more individual and what it feels like rather than what it looks like. And I know that especially as women and girls, we grow up in that, in that diet culture, especially with social media. I mean, we're constantly influenced of, you know, what, what we're feeding our, our minds, our brains. Have you worked with clients who kind of just struggle with body image or do they approach you and wanting to change a certain thing about their body? Do you, how do you navigate that? That's a great question. I, a big part of, you know, any of our programs that we have at well is really help people have a healthy relationship with food and having a healthy relationship um, with their own self. And that's where I feel like we're different from other weight loss programs out there. 
Um, but when we, cause we do have people that come in wanting to be a certain weight and we do have people come in that want to look a certain way. Um, but we also have people come in and I believe it's because messaging has been really clear, you know, that just really want to feel like energized and they want to be at a healthy weight and they want to understand what it means to have a balanced diet. Um, but I have worked with people too, who have struggled with body image and typically, you know, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist or anything, but we, I do over time, I hear some things come out of their mouth, help them rephrase what they're saying to help them continue to shape their, their views around what that is and to really find what's, you know, what's truly important in life. Sometimes you can't convince people, but sometimes people are really inspired and they do change. And that's super, super fulfilling on our end because it's more than just, you know, that number on the scale. Right. And if somebody is listening and they feel like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me and I am struggling with this kind of relationship with food, whether they're going through something that's stressful or they've constantly gone through yo-yo dieting, or they feel like something is difficult this, this whole journey of, of health or being healthy or feeling whole is difficult to start or even just stay on track or stay motivated. Where do you encourage that person to start? I know that's like a loaded question, but where do they, where do they start? Cause I think so often we, as women or girls or really anybody, we jump to like, what does the end look like? What, what, what's the outcome? And so often we miss that first step in order to continue that momentum. And so what is that first step? Where do you start? Where do you take inventory? I think that, I think it's important for people to start small, no matter what. Um, and I think our culture and, you know, like diet culture, like we were saying is very, they represent the all or nothing mentality or the zero to a hundred, like, going from this really unhealthy diet to restriction, restriction, restriction the next day for the next 30 days, you know, and that typically isn't the answer. You're not going to see long-term results that way. You may see a big drop in the scale right away, but it's going to come back, you know, pretty soon afterwards, because you're not understanding what it really means to eat healthy and have a balanced, healthy lifestyle. So I would say, start small, write down all the different goals that you have and see what you're doing right now. That's hindering you from getting to those goals and picking one or two of those things to work on each week. And going from there, starting with even the hardest thing that it is for you. Maybe it's like a sweet tooth craving, or maybe it's like, I just haven't gotten to the gym in a year. You know, let's get to the gym once this week and try and see what happens after that. And then momentum will build from there. Yeah. And starting small doesn't look the same for everybody too. Cause there might yeah. be people that are list that are moms or that are students or, um, work two jobs or don't work at all. And so not comparing your journey to somebody else's, how, how do you help your clients kind of, um, stay out of that comparison, whether it's like their sister or their husband. Cause I think even two people in relationship relationships, they can be like, Oh, my husband or boyfriend or brother lost weight fast, or they're making changes and it can be discouraging. So, um, somebody that maybe feels like discouraged, how, what would you, what would you say to them? So I think people really have to understand that their body is different from everyone else's around them. Just like their life is different from everyone else's around them. The way they think is different. Um, and even Mm -hmm. like 
comparing yourself to your husband, who's a different gender, like you're so much different from him um, biologically. And so when you can really understand that, I think it becomes easier to accept the fact that um, you will have to do different things in order to reach your goals than they will. And also you don't know, maybe it's someone online that you're comparing yourself to, you really don't know their journey. And you have, so you have to give yourself grace and realize that it may look like you said earlier, like you just see that end result, but you really don't know the work that it's taken to get to that point and where they're at. Cause you really don't know a person's full story sometimes, unless you're there with them 24 seven. And so giving yourself grace, being patient and realizing that, this is your life and your health and your own journey. And I think that takes time sometimes for people to accept and realize, and it may take some time for you to be off of those Instagram or TikTok channels, like just get off of it for a while and focus on you, because I think it can be such a distraction um, for many people who are looking to be better, but continue to just dive into that comparison trap and spiral down that hole. And so it, it's, it's a, it's a mental thing. You have to work on yourself mentally sometimes before you get to that point where you can work on yourself physically and realizing where your weaknesses are, where you might have to, um, pull away from, like from online or magazines or whatever that is, and then go from there. Did that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. And I think like a big thing that I'm taking away from everything that you're saying is like, you don't often have to work harder. You just have to be kinder to yourself. Oh, I love that. That can be inviting in other people. Like, uh, like you said, a big part of it is mental and it's not going to take 24 hours or even by the end of the month, sometimes to reframe habits or or goals. And it, it might be stemming from, another place other than just looking at it as food. And I think that that's something important to, to bring up for just somebody to stay aware of, because I think so often we just, we can view health and just food or exercise, but it really is about inviting in so many different taking inventory of what else you're doing or how you're, what you're feeding your heart and your mind. And same for me, like I constantly, it's not, it's a constant battle, like for everybody, it's not going through a program or finally identifying this. It's a constant, um, just journey that you have to continue to work, work on. I currently, I don't go on Instagram on Mondays because I try and just start my week off to not feed into comparison because it is a constant, a constant battle of, or just taking inventory of like who my followers are, what, why I'm following these people or whether it's nutrition related or clothes related influencers, whatever it might be. And so, yeah, that, I know we're talking about food and nutrition and health, but as you can see, this is turning into just like a whole mental health that encompasses what you're eating. And then that feeds, um, you know, your soul really, or your body. And the side effect really is either weight loss or, um, all those health related factors. It's so true. And I think just after doing this since 2019, it's now 2022. So almost three years and seeing so many women throughout so many different life journeys, you know, from being in college to being mothers, to being wives, being single and older, you know, there's so many different stages of life that people are in and those seasons of life change to over time. And, you know, we saw it as we went from a society 
2019 to 2020 where things just shifted and people were having a lot more issues and they started gaining more weight. And it's just like things happen and life changes and it's always going to be a journey. Um, but if you can really work on that inner part of you first, um, you can really conquer, you know, those times and you need to be able to do that in order to kind of take control of your health, because if there's, you know, everything else is spiraling around you, at least you have that inside of you, that health that you can control. Yeah, definitely. And I know you mentioned something about like even writing down certain things of whether that's your goals or taking inventory of what you're, you're realistically able to do. So can you walk me through how someone should start setting a goal around health just to give listeners like a tactical way of where to start, how she can feel confident around starting a health journey? Basically, I would say start out, like I said earlier, with figuring out where you want to be, because I think that's going to be the most helpful part, um, whether that's like a realistic weight loss goal or energy you want to feel, or maybe you want to get your blood sugar lower, or maybe you just want to feel stronger. What are these things that you want to accomplish? And then you're going to have to take a few steps back and say, okay, what can I first do or where am I at now in my present life? And what is a realistic step for me to get to that point? Not, you know, I want to be stronger. I'm going to go to the gym seven days a week now when I'm not going at all, but maybe I just need to go one time and see how it goes. Or maybe I need to go to a class because I don't really know how to use the machines at the gym, or maybe I just need to go on a walk and seeing that on paper. And it sounds silly, but one thing leads to another and the next week can be two days and the next week can be three days. And slowly you start to realize that this goal is increasing and you're becoming more active. And before you know it, you'll feel stronger. And so I don't know if that really tells you exactly how to write a goal, but you want to make sure that it's realistic. You want to make sure that it's measurable, that you have a date set on it. Um, and you want to make sure that there's some sort of timeline, you know, I would say that's how to start. Awesome. And I think like you, everything that you're saying is so specific. So like whoever is listening, take note of that, that these goals should be very specific. Cause I think with health, we mm -hmm. can easily say, oh, I want to feel more energy or I want to lose weight or I want to go to the gym, but how many times do you want to go to the gym or how many times do you want to eat dinner at home versus, you know, going out to eat, just being very specific, but also realistic to what your surroundings are, as Alyssa mentioned, and inviting somebody into that process, just like we mentioned at the very beginning of support and accountability, whether that's with family or friends or a dietitian like Alyssa is so important. So what are some of the services you offer in your private practice with well? So with well, our program that we've been um, working on for the last three years is called our three month program. And it's a health and weight loss program that really helps our clients eat better and live healthier and get to that weight loss goal. I do have clients that come in that don't even want to lose weight that go through that program and they just want to feel better. But basically it's a weight loss program and it's a realistic weight loss program. It's a program where we, you know, you may come in saying, I want to lose 50 pounds and we come back and say, okay, we want to make sure that we have a realistic goal written down for you. We can't do that in three months typically, but we can do it in maybe six to nine months or maybe a year. And so the reason that we do that is because losing that much weight so quickly, um, 
isn't the healthiest way to lose weight. So we make your health and weight loss journey um, as healthy as possible. We make sure that your body is continuing to be nourished throughout the program. We are not a restrictive program. You won't be taking out any food groups from your diet. You'll just be continuing to learn what it means to put good food in your body. The biggest takeaway from our program is after the three months, what am I going to do? The thing that I have noticed when people are ever downloading or buying a meal plan, or they're buying a whole 30 book, or they're buying the ketogenic meal plan. And I don't know, maybe it's like 30 days or two Mm. months. They're just, they don't know what to do later. They're not really sure what to do after that meal plan or after that 30 days. So you really give you the tools and instruction on how to continue on and live nourished after the program and continue to lose weight if you need to do so after that. Three months is a great amount of time to build healthy habits. And that's why it's that long in the first place. It's a great starting point for people to get rid of the old, you know, bad habits and start the new healthy ones in a very gradual and realistic way. And so we, during that three month program, are your guides and your counselors and your coaches and your dietitians. And we're, the program is really about accountability and being there for our clients every single day, which we do keep in contact with them in some form, shape or form every single day throughout the three months. I think that is so great. And so anybody who really just wants to take advantage of that, I have personally, I know Alyssa and I know the dietitians on her team and I think they're all phenomenal and so sweet. And so I will put uh, your website in the show notes along with um, any other information about well-nourished. So you guys can always check out the show notes and they will be there. And last question, Alyssa, what is your favorite thing to eat? What is your favorite thing to cook? That's always like, People as a dietitian, they're like, what's your favorite thing to eat? And I'm like, that's a hard question. So <laughs> that might be the hardest question in this whole bunch of questions. It's honestly a very hard question, but if I had to pick one thing, like I immediately thought of it, it would be ravioli. I wow. love ravioli. I know <laughs> it's like my favorite food of all time. And then a good, like hearty salad too. But I mean, if we're going to be real, it's ravioli. <laughs> Yeah. Let's be honest. That's like, I always get a salad and then pair it with some fries. I feel like that's just like the perfect combo. Love that. That's so funny. I was not expecting <laughs> you to Italian say ravioli. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And where can everybody find you? So if you're interested in um, one of our programs at well, then you can go ahead and follow us on our well nourished Instagram, which is at well nourished. Well has only one L, so don't write two L's or else you won't be able to find us. And then if you're wanting to follow my blog, I guess you could say, or my um, recipes over on Instagram, then you can type in at Alyssa Kale. And then Arissa, I'm sure we'll show you how to spell that too. You can go ahead and find me there as well. And then you can go to our website, wellnourished.com to learn more about some other programs that we have going on. We have a bridal program. And, you know, we're in the works for adding more in the future, but you can stay um, in the loop with us there and subscribe to our website. Awesome. Yes, everybody. I will link those all of her Instagram, her website landing page on in the show notes. You can go ahead and scroll down there and it'll take you there just to make it a lot easier. And just to recap everything that we've talked about, and we talked a lot about support um, when it comes to inviting people in and whether that's remembering that you are not alone in this process and you really should not do the, these things alone. Also 
thinking about how you view health and making sure that you're remembering that health really is a whole picture, whether that's your mental health along with your physical health and how to write a goal, starting small, being very specific. And then also to remember to follow, follow Alyssa along. And if you are interested in any of her programs to take advantage of, thank you so much, Alyssa. It was a pleasure hanging out with you and talking with you. And I'm sure this conversation blessed somebody. And I just appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun getting to talk to you. I think we could talk for a very long time, but thank you so much for you in this new podcast adventure. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Bye everybody.